Welcome to the No Nonsense Nutrition Podcast with Brett, Ed, Fran, Johnny, Matt and Paul, helping you to build more muscle and to lose weight with a hint of banter and a dash of humour. Enjoy this week's episode. Hello my brother. Hello Paul. Let's go. What are we doing on? We are today talking about... Sorry, I've just knocked my headphone case off. Um, we are today talking about protein content of protein bars. Okay. I literally just thought that up then. Literally. That's Paul. something you know a lot about. Well, it's, I've been asked twice this week, um, either about the protein content of protein bars, or um, I've been asked whether a, well, it was specifically named as a carb killer, but you know, you could say the same about any protein bar, whether yeah. that would maximally stimulate muscle protein synthesis, one bar. One bar. One bar. So I kind of figured, actually, do you know what? This topic does come up a lot, um, reasonable amount anyway, and obviously a lot of people do rely on protein bars for a reasonable source of protein, because... Who doesn't like a protein bar? Okay. If you didn't realise, I have started recording. Okay, let's go. So we're in. Um, so yes, and as you say, I do know a lot about the protein bars, and I know a little bit because I have done some research because of the amount of times that I've been asked this question um, about the topic in general. So, You're a smart, smart man, Mister Hadley. I know. Before um, we get going, yeah. What? Has been going on, Paolo, because you've been AWOL again, as usual. Um, nothing exciting. Um, a lot of family stuff, toing and froing, seeing my nieces, dealing with my parents. I don't know where we got to, whether we'd updated that they were selling houses to move to close to my sister. Well, I know that, but the audience didn't. Okay, well, anyway, yes, my parents were leaving our home homelands of Exeter to go closer to my sister, which is up. Londonish way, ish Lutonish way, past there. They sold their house. They'd seen a house they liked. It was much more expensive, so they decided the house that I rent off them, they were going to sell. They're not doing that now, but now instead they've bought a new house, new build house, which won't be ready till September, so they're moving into my house with me. Okay. So you're not selling yours to. Not straight away. Not straight away. Okay. So. I now have a few months of my house is an open sort of plan living room diner, one sofa, so me, my parents, enjoying time together. That sounded so wrong. Yes. No, it wasn't wrong. No. But it's a noble and lovely thing you're doing, mate. So. It is, and it will be fine, I'm sure, just yeah. a little Moderate stressful times because I know what my parents are like. Everyone's, parents, are. everyone's parents, yes. Um, okay, so um, obviously with all this going on, how's your train nutrition been? Chair nutrition's fine. Um, kind of just maintaining it at the minute, really. Training's going well. That's not a bad. Uh, that's not a bad protocol. Maintaining during times of upheaval or stress. stress. Yeah. Um, no, no, it's fine. It's, I'm enjoying training at the minute, so it's life's pretty good. Good. Okay. So um, obviously, at some point, you know, we, well, I was going to say, at some point, everyone will want an update, obviously, on your health situation. I suppose I'm not suggesting to do that now, but um, 
anything you want to add about it? Or? No, no, still maintaining the same sort of protocol. Um, yeah, no, it's, I'm feeling as good as I was on it. No real, haven't had any issues. Hair still there. That's good. A little bit, actually a little bit more hair on my chest. I guess you get that from more testosterone sort of thing, I guess, maybe. Uh, yeah, I suppose so. Yeah, no, it's all fine. Good, well, that's good to know. Yes, how about your fine self? Um, yes, I am very well. I am, as usual, uh, a boring routine of a robot, so I don't have much to report that's particularly interesting. Um, I suppose in terms of my current diet and uh, training, nutrition training protocol, I am currently still in a calorie deficit. Um, in the lead up to my holiday in two weeks time um, which depending upon what day you're on I'm either a stone down in the previous how many weeks we're doing it? I think I want to say eight weeks um, or if I'm having a high day like I was today probably more like 11 and a half pounds so it can be quite different I'm, I'm weighing in very light on a third on a Friday morning at the moment because I'm obviously say obviously sorry like everyone follows my social media should know this shit um for those that don't and haven't i am running uh regularly on a thursday evening uh and i'm now up to i think we did 8.8 miles me and uh, me and my pal benny because and the reason we're doing that is mainly as training for tough mother coming up in i want to say the end of may something like that end of may so I'm uh, obviously depleting glycogen. I'm on low calories. I have started to allow myself more calories on a Thursday anyway. So I've actually increased my weekly intake um, based on distance getting longer. And I got, I think I got to a point where I just couldn't run on my, on the energy intakes I was having. Um, I couldn't do any more distance anyway. I was dying, literally dying. I think I've got to a point running where I've depleted my glycogen stores so much that I am literally running on empty literally so obviously i'm forcing my body to find other substrates i.e body fat and stuff which is great for fat loss but terrible perform for performance and not that i'm trying to yeah i'm not trying to perform as in you know get any extremely um impressive time but it would be nice to run around about feeling like concrete legs or you know lead weights or like my legs are literally going to stop in fact i get a couple of miles i was getting a few miles in and I'll be honest, I was an autopilot the rest of the round. And not in a good way, in a way of like, I can't even think that I'm pushing my legs. They're just going around. Um, How has your recovery been? It's been hard, to be honest. This is mm. the hardest thing about trying to fit in concurrent types of training. I did a post on it a while ago, but the hardest thing is trying to, one, find a, a, a useful place for it to go, for it to be, um, well, I say useful place, a, a place in your training protocol where it's not going to affect your priorities. And my priorities: weight training, bodybuilding. Um, albeit you know you've had to kind of accept there is a level of crossover so they are, you, you kind of get an accept or you have to accept the fact that the running is going to affect my training in some way which I think it is minimal, minimally but not loads I think it's a case of I've accepted slightly 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 less performance on my first training session of my week which is a Sunday um, purely because my legs are still a little bit tired from the run on a Thursday night but that's another reason why I bought the calories a little bit on that day to try and help um, recovery. But albeit, it's, it's something that we talked about on the, the podcast topic a lot as well. Um, sorry, on the podcast topic, on the podcast a lot as well. Being able to manage, if, if that's the right word, 
manage obviously your goal of fat loss which obviously being in a calorie deficit on holiday is meant to be but also with recovery with training with performing well with bodybuilding so it's obviously not an easy thing to do no it's not but at least you have the uh smarts to do it also wouldn't it be slightly if you're training for a ocr which is an obstacle something course race would it not be better? Did you do garden creep as a child, running through your neighbour's gardens? Um, yeah, yeah. Could do that well. Yeah, well, the thing is, obviously, the weight training um, is functional. Oh, yeah. even though, even though, oh, functional training, CrossFit. No, it's not CrossFit. I think just being strong in fucking general is pretty functional. Um, my my bit mobility is quite good. Sorry, it's easy for you to say. My mobility is quite good anyway. Um, my flexibility is all right. You know, nothing to shout home about, but you know, it's. I think, I mean, I've done, I've done a couple of uh, tough mothers before. I've done a couple. Like, did we did rough runner? I've done a few of those things, and generally all right. I just needed my cardiovascular fitness to get up. I, the, the last tough mother I did was two, nearly three years ago. I think it will be by the time May roll, May rolls around. And I said at the time, the hardest part about it was the twelve miles by a long, long way. And I thought to my, I did, and that's basically because I barely did any, if if any, training at all for it, as in terms of you know cardio, running, just having miles in the legs, and um, yeah, that's the worst part by a long way. So I just said this time round, I'm not going to do that. So we've, and, and I have as much as I hate running. I have this conversation with lots of people about how, oh you, ha- I, I basically always make this really blanket statement, which really pisses runners off, but it's funny for me because obviously it's like me, the troll inside me loves it, but runners hate it when you say no one likes running, they absolutely hate that. Because they're like, then I love running. That's why I do it. And I would say, no, you don't. You hate running. No one likes running. Running's are horrible. Don't tell me you're out there running the streets, pounding the pavement, saying, oh, I'm really enjoying this. It's fucking disgusting. No one likes it. What you like is the end. You like finishing. You like the relief. You like the hormones. You like the feel-good factor of finishing. But you don't like running. We just lost about 10 listeners. Well, that would... Make us minus seven, so that's not sure. true. Ah, do do you do you not agree? Do, do, does anyone really like running? Even runners? I, I don't think they do. Well, I'm not a fan of. No, not really a fan of that of running. Like just going out for a run. I've only ever really run in team events, football, team games. I've done a couple of OCRs, which I did enjoy a lot. I just struggled, struggled with the. The cramping of coming out of into very cold, icy pits. That yeah, they're a bit nasty. They are a bit nasty. Um, oh, they're fun. Here's my N equals one anecdote. No, my N equals one experiment about why I believe run, no one likes running. Because um, I've I've started to really enjoy running. Whoa, contradiction! What did I just say? No, well, I'm actually enjoying running because I enjoy chasing numbers. I enjoy the competitive nature of going out every week and beating my previous distance but the entire like obviously this week took us about an hour five hour six or something for that entire 66 minutes i hated every fucking moment of it so i need to i got to the end where i thought fuck me i can turn my night plus off and i thought oh, i've done 8.8 miles i beat last week brilliant mm. so that makes me want to run again but the act of running i hate and every event i've ever done i've done quite a few run events i used to run a lot when i was younger um I've never enjoyed any of the events running. Like all the way through the events, I thought these are horrible, but I love finishing them. I like getting a medal at the end. And I think that's what most people get addicted to, not the act of running. You know who loves running? Forrest Gump. Kids. Kids. 
I went. I went to my niece's naming day ceremony. Well, not even. It wasn't a ceremony. It was a party, a pub, basically. And excuse me, yeah, yeah. The, well, she's well, she's five months old. She didn't know no, the parents. Well, it's more than she used to have drinks. I feel. Um, but they're, they're obviously in the gar- beer garden of the thing. I just watched the kids, and they were just running. No direction, just running, running and running. Why not? Yeah. Yeah. Well, tip, I mean, I'm trying to think of an, an, an argument here for it, but I'm, as in an argument against it. And uh, Summer just loves running. So, mm-hmm. again, my experience is probably true. She, she will literally just run up and down the kitchen, like run at me and then run away. And she loves being chased. <laughs> but then is it the chase and the, you know, the adrenaline or the, you know, that sympathetic um, <laughs> nervous system kicking in that just makes Weird like, pack mentality like horses that are just. <laughs> Just following, no one knows either. One, someone thinks they're following the one in front, and the one in front thinks they're being chased by the one behind. And they just run. Yeah, well, okay. Why well, do horses like running? But I did say people don't like running. Mm. Horses like running. We'll probably get loads of messages here now, all like at least one. When I say loads, yeah. at least one. So, um, I love running. Running's the best thing ever because we've obviously got a few runners, I think, that listen to the with a lisp. Lisp. Yeah, and um, what I was going to say while she was saying that is we should definitely get on our dear friend Carlton to come, maybe come on and do a talk about mobility and flexibility stuff because he's a... Yeah, blood, but I don't think anyone will be able to get him. They won't understand him. Maybe worse than Johnny. Give us street points, though. Well, true. Yes, um, I have mentioned it a couple of times before about getting him on, but it's just not got round to schedules. Um, and I keep saying about Richie coming on and he keeps putting me off because... He can't he's Irish. Well, I think they are. I don't know if it's because he's tight. No, he's not tight. He bought me dinner for Christ's sake. Um, I don't know whether he's just. I don't, I don't know. Whatever reason is, he's just taking ages to get broadband in his new place, his new pad. And obviously, he doesn't want to sit in a cafe uh, doing it while everyone walking around or making loads of noise. No. But there we go. So anyway, I don't know how we got onto the subject of. I think. Oh, as we're talking about my running and recovery and my training. Um, okay. Yeah, just just back on that then. So I've noticed a slight decrease in performance, but then I don't know how much of that is the energy deficit. Obviously, as I say, being in a other than one week break at a nine, so eight weeks of a of energy deficit, that's going to obviously take a bit of a toll potentially on performance. Um, so yeah, I guess it's going all right. But you know, I'm 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 looking forward to getting my holiday at the way getting I don't know what I'll do back I mean it depends on how mad I go away on holiday um, bear in mind that I'm in an all-inclusive resort again but obviously I'm looking forward to getting that out of the way and then getting back to a bit more structure of maybe kind of getting to a point where I can mass again setting myself up as a primer phase to, to mass again for the rest of the year for as long as I can because obviously mm. it's great being uh, performing in the gym it's great having more food um, to play with it's great being able to be more sociable um, and not having to think so much about what you're eating so that's me cool yeah cool 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 so go into a subject that you're very i was going to say say cool 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 because we can do that all we can just do cool 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 just do that for a podcast that'd be rubbish yeah be the worst podcast ever right okay so shall we um so we're getting to the subject of do you even eat protein bars bro um, as I say, people, I mean, everyone loves a protein bar. One. You just had one. What'd you have? I had a 
Christmas, the cinnamon carb killer. Cinnamon? Yeah. You mean gingerbread, you fool. Yeah, gingerbread, sorry, yeah, yeah. Oh, my days, seriously. What's sorry. Um, rate it out of Dr. Mike's seven. Ugh. Ugh. Why, Dr. Mike? Why, <laughs> why do you not want to rate it out of Dr. Mike's seven? Because it's ridiculous. I don't know, there's a bit of logic to it. Because I do like a rating that doesn't allow a middle ground. Yeah, I suppose. It's either three or four. I'll give it a five. A five, okay. Okay, five. Um... Context. I like you said. It's not. I know it's not probably gingerbready enough for me. But as you said, I can't remember the word. What's the word you call it? That stuff you get in German markets. Lebkuchen. That's it. It's very much like that, which is also very nice. That's spicier and. I yeah. Don't know, actually, maybe it's maybe the sugar. a milder version. Yeah, I was gonna say maybe it's the sugar content actually, because obviously the spiciness mixed with a very high sugar sweetness, and mm. obviously it packs a bit of a. As my um, nephew would say, fizzy punch. Mm. Anything really sugary, or especially salt and vinegar. He goes, yeah. he's, to be fair, he's nearly six. But he asked on Friday, uh, Summer was eating a bag of hula hoops, um, in the only way you should, like on your fingers. She's got one of her fingers and eating them. I don't know, Jen, I'm assuming Jen has taught all that, but I haven't. But, so if she's figured it out on her own, what a smart ass. Um, but anyway, she was eating some salt and vinegar ones, and he turned around to my mum, uh, Harlan, my nephew, and said, Grandma, are those those fizzy ones? <laughs> Salt and vinegar. Oh, yeah, they, like, do. they cause a tingle on the tongue. They do. They do. So I don't so know. Some of them in a hula hoops are probably up there in my top tier of crisps. Yeah. yeah. So I guess like the the sugary spiciness does give a bit of a pack a bit of a punch in the lead cooking. So no, I uh, I concur on your. I don't know if I give it a five. I might have given it a six just because I love. I love the concept so much because I just love like the gingerbread, gingery, spiciness is my best favourite. And I love Christmas, everything about Christmas. So, I do love Christmas. But I, I do concur. I think I wrote my review. There is definitely space for more gingerbread punch in there. Agreed. Agreed. Well, the rest is the rest is good. Standard car colour, isn't it? Yeah. In it. Yeah. In it. Too chewy, not too... Nice texture. Good. What, while we're on the subject, and this will lead into some actual content in a moment, but while we're on the subject, um, Sean O'Reilly, my protein bar friend, me and him, have, we, we, we always make sure we pass each other DTAs. We, well, we always make sure we pass little deals across whenever we know um, about them so we can take advantage. Um, Science in Sport, SIS, often seen in most supermarkets. They have a deal at the moment if you buy it from the website where you only have to pay for postage and they'll give you two free multi-packs. And there's only three in a pack, but six bars for, I think, three and nine postage. You know? it, it adheres to my number one rule about buying protein bars, less than a quid a bar. Banging. Um, he said they were shit, actually. He said, don't bother buying them. And I had one this morning and I really liked it, which that's disappointing for him. But... Well, not for you. Um, no, they were a bit like Stax bars, that kind of like soft, chewy, middle bit of a creamy caramelly i think this was a creamy leg i think it was like chocolate brownie so i had like a cream covered in like rice crispy chocolate i like the sound of them yeah and he said i like that and the tesco one yeah oh the tip mate the tesco vanilla crunch ones are brilliant mm. they're well up there especially for the price at 130 although they were better when they were two for two quid which they don't do that deal anymore because no. you could get them a quidditch but, so they are now outside of my rule of pound of bar um anyway so do you even protein bar? Yes, we know you do, Paul. But does everyone else? Now, I think everyone loves a protein bar, um, certainly in the fitness space. Uh, and obviously, it has become more mainstream because you are starting to see more and more in supermarkets. 
Um, yes, we we really love a high protein diet, don't we? We love promote a high protein diet because most people don't eat enough protein. Albeit within the fitness space, it's less common because I guess it's pretty well known or people always assume you've got to eat more protein if you want to build muscle. But we talked about in a few episodes ago about the benefits of protein for health. So we love seeing the general public eating more protein. And actually, while we speak about this, look at that. You lot Reckon that eat lean. Reckon yes. it on a very lovely dark grey fitted t-shirt. It's good, isn't it? Um, it's obviously a size XS. No, this is a medium, I'll have you know. What? Medium. These cheese people. They're tiny folk. <laughs> um, so I was just saying to talk about protein. I'm wearing an eat lean. High in protein, big on taste is what their slogan says there. They are. Um, I don't know what it says on the back. I don't know if you can see that. It says something back. Our your daily dose of protein. No, I think it says sweat. Like it says no, well, it's good for the gluten free. So um, we'll come back to why. Not why I'm wearing it. I'm wearing it because they sent it to me because they want me to picture and it's gone to the, replace my old picture on their website. Um, but why I why I brought it up about protein on the topic. So lots of people have have said as uh, as I kind of alluded to at the start of the podcast. Podcast. They've asked me questions around. Does protein stimulate maximal protein synthesis? Does it, um, is it high quality protein or is there enough protein for me to gain muscle? All of these kind of questions along the same lines or genre of, um, is it basically a good idea to have a protein bar? So this usually is caused by by some, I would say rumors, because they're not necessarily rumors, but some fears that the protein used in protein bars isn't particularly good quality so um where do we where do you go from here mate do you want to chip in and say what you think or do you want me to crack on with crack on okay so usually this comes from the fact that some manufacturers use um i suppose you can only describe them as cheaper fillers blends blends so these might come in the form of either proprietary blends. God, that's a hard word. Sounds like proprietary. Um, proprietary blends, which are basically a blend of things where um, under marketing and trading standards laws, you don't have to actually specify what is used in those blends. So it's basically hiding the label. So you don't really know how much of an ingredient they're using, um, you know, of whatever efficacious ingredients they are trying to use. So in this respect, protein. Um, so high quality protein, like we said before, usually from animal sources, so meats and dairies. Most protein bars don't contain meat, albeit there are a couple of brands out there which are like pepperami sticks or uh, I think, you know, like um, how the way they, I don't know all the processes, but the way they cook meat in tins. So the way they cook tuna, say as an example, they obviously like pack the tin and then ultra heat treat it while it's packed mm-hmm. and that almost boils the tuna in the tin some do sardines while the bones go because the small bones anyway but the bones go so soft they're edible um, that type of stuff so I think they do the same with these like protein bars but they like basically slow cook these meats into bars um, but why I'm saying this is because as I say they're usually a high quality protein source most animal things are a complete protein compl- contain all of the amino acids that you need to uh, basically stimulate protein synthesis and usually have a reasonable or a decent leucine content, which is the specific amino acid that trip that turns it on. So we kind of talked before around like the amino acids being building blocks, and then leucine specifically is like your foreman saying, "Workers, 
get to work. So you need leucine basically to trigger muscle protein synthesis and basically start getting the amino acids used for muscle building. All good so far? Yeah, I, would, I like that analogy, kind of. Oh, because you already gone with it being the um, cement between the bricks. Uh, I don't know if I would mm. do that necessarily. All I think is obviously leucine's like the trigger, which gets you going. But obviously you need all of the amino acid blocks to actually build something. So that's kind of why you'd look, I like the foreman idea. You need the foreman to start telling people to get to work. Um, but obviously, if you haven't got the bricks to get to work, leucine's useless. But yeah, without, without the leucine, you also you can't really trigger too much muscle protein synthesis. Albeit, I, um, I did read a couple of papers recently where there are some other mechanisms which might, I suppose, not coincide, um, replace if leucine's not available to a certain extent. Now, way over and above my knowledge levels at the moment about it, so I'm not even gonna comment on it, but I guess there might be other other ways outside of leucine which might start to trigger. And it makes sense, obviously, if you never have any leucine, you know, you ever, you'd never build any muscle and you'd just waste away, wouldn't you? Yeah. Um, so, and I guess there might be some elements of people's diets in certain regions where they get very low or no leucine. So I suppose there must be kind of some backup mechanisms almost, uh, but outside of scope. So we'll just ignore either said that. Um, so yes, so I guess obviously if we, if we know that that's the case, that to stimulate protein synthesis, which is what we're trying to do if we're trying to build muscle, if we want to get jacked, we want to build, um, or for, even for good health, then um, we want to eat high quality protein. So as, as it kind of usually comes from animals, i.e. meats or dairy, you kind of want to be making sure that your protein bars contain protein from animals, from, from meats and dairy. Now, like I say, very few of them are going to have uh, animal meat in them. But you'd like to think that a lot of them could contain dairy because that probably goes quite well in chocolate, say. And obviously that's the whole point of a protein bar is to replace people's chocolate bars to get more protein in the diet but not have to resort to some so maybe so high in sugar or high in calories, albeit most protein bars are probably the same as the chocolate bar. So um, people have asked now, okay, well, is, is the protein in a protein bar high enough quality protein? Now, this is obviously like a funny question because obviously the answer is always going to be well it depends what protein bar you're eating because it depends what ingredients they use so i guess this is a little lesson in terms of how to look at labels and and find out if for the most part they're going to be using a high quality protein you're looking thrilled my man no oh, yeah i was just i was just looking up something i was out of interest to see what the highest leucine foods are Oh, okay. Some of the and Tur actually, Turkey. I want Parmesan. Parmesan? Mm -hmm. Okay, interesting. Didn't know that. Turkey, eggs, got a decent amount of leucine in. Beef. Uh, beef. Tell you what, pork, pork, because people used to think pork is a bit of a myth that everyone thought pork was very low in leucine, so it was a poor uh, meat choice, wasn't it? But mm. that's not really true. It's actually got a reasonably decent amount of leucine in them. Um, very few plants. Can you name some plant based that does? Uh, plant-based. You got it in we front of you. Come on, son. No, no. I was thinking like things like soybeans. Soy, yeah. Tofu. Quinoa. Uh, Very low yeah. amount, but it's got some in it. It's only because uh, the other bean, white beans. It's pretty much soy. Soy and quinoa. Obviously, they're pretty much the only complete plant-based sorts. Other than yeah, like seeds, seeds and nuts, pumpkin seeds. Yeah, but they wouldn't be complete. Most of those, but they would just have leucine in them. And if you haven't got a complete amino acid, then it is not optimal for muscle building. Mm. 
excuse me while I sip my tea. So, um, now we we kind of talked about protein manufacturers and protein uh, bars uh, using cheaper fillers. They usually along the lines of collagen. So, um, yeah, that's, collagen. A, that's fashion, very fashionable at the moment. Isn't it, it is, yeah, collagen. Now there are some benefits. So are some benefits to consuming collagen, but muscle building isn't really one of them. Obviously, it has a poor amino acid profile, um, zero leucine um, at all, as far as I'm aware. Um, or very little anyway. So obviously, if a bar's using a lot of collagen in their in their, in their process, then it's not an ideal uh, choice for someone that's trying to build muscle. Um, the same with gelatin. Again, there's potentially some gelatin or some benefits of gelatin. I think a lot of the like collagen and gelatin seems to have some all right research around potentially enhancing recovery of injuries. So connective tissues obviously made of collagen um, and gelatin and stuff like that. I don't know how beneficial it is. It's not something I'm very well versed in, so I'm not going to comment too much, but I know there is some research around it. Oh, for health, health reasons, health, optimal health is good. Obviously, if you look at things like bone broths and stuff like that. Yeah, I, and again... Function and stuff. Yep. Yeah. Again, I'm not very well versed in it, so I'm going to take your word on that. There's some, some decent or reasonable enough evidence on, in using it. Um, it's not something that I have ever gone out my way to use. Uh, or kind of like either collagen-based stuff or like you say bone broths you do get some nutritional therapists and stuff all banging on about how brilliant bone broths are and i'm sure i mean i guess obviously if you're using things like bone broths there's obviously lots of types of nutrients and stuff that you would get out of those anyway alongside of potentially ingesting collagen and gelatin and mm. some other stuff like bone marrow um so i'm there'll, there'll probably be more health benefits potentially by getting some some vitamins and minerals or maybe that you're not you're not usually getting lots of in your diet if you if you don't consume them because probably, yeah. there's probably some i mean again i'm kind of speaking without being overly knowledgeable on it that i'm assuming there's some some types of vitamins and minerals and some some nutrients in there that probably aren't also available in other fruits and vegetables say because yeah obviously, cause i think obviously as diets have changed obviously people become more squeamish at eating stuff that would have been all used up when in back in the old days yeah, because there's lots of minerals and B vitamins and stuff and things like offal, um, which, like you say, is not particularly fashionable to eat. Although probably coming back a little bit, but love me some liver. Yeah, I like liver. Liver. I like liver. Um, I'm not sure I'm going to go as far to start eating um, other types of offal. Tripe. Tripe. Not so much. No, I can't stand the thought of it. Um, also, it looks gross. Like nothing that's to do with the brain. Yeah, nothing to do with the brain. Thank you. Um, I have had chicken hearts. They're a bit chewy, mm. but there's more just out of interest just to go. Oh well. Let's try some chicken hearts, see what they're like. Mm. Um, but yeah, I'm not sure I'm too too worried about eating lungs. Or I don't know if people eat lungs, do they? Are they even is that even an available type of offal? Possibly. So I guess I mean when you think of offal, I think of heart, liver, brain. I don't really think of lungs. Um, I certainly don't think of eating things like intestines and stomachs. Albeit, obviously, some people eat stomachs. Haggis. You think of haggis, yeah. So um, yeah. Anyway, so. That's, that's obviously something to look out for. Now, some of these ingredients might be masked as other things. So um, gelatin is usually in there as uh, something maybe like hydrolyzed collagen or hydrolyzed gelatin. So you might see even beef hydrolyzed gelatin or beef hydrolyzed collagen or something along sort of lines. So if anything in there is hydrolyzed, unless it says whey, um, then it's probably a giveaway that there is some element of gelatin or um, collagen used. Now... Um, disclaimer, I think you're probably going to find that the majority of 
other than vegan protein bars, the majority probably will use or have that as an ingredient listed because it is cheap, but it also adds texture and flavor. So obviously, if you don't have something like that in, it might be a case of actually it's just a dry as assholes protein bar. So um, this obviously helps with bind. As I say, it's cheap to use, but it adds texture and flavor as well. So that does have some use. Um, albeit just not for the use of building muscle. Uh, unfortunately, obviously, protein bar companies can then use those statistics or figures as part of their marketing to say it's got a X amount of protein content or bump up the protein content as such. Um, what? So obviously, if they are on the ingredient list, we all know how ingredient list works. The most prevalent is at the top, and then as the ingredient list go down, obviously it gets less um, a, a percentage used in the, the product. So just you want them to be lower down the end if possible. So what you really want to do is focus on the bars that do have things. Um, so less soy, because it's not a brilliant amino acid profile, um, albeit it is a complete amino acid, but it's not a great quality source of protein. There is great, there is research that shows, say, soy versus whey, and whey comes out way better in terms of muscle protein synthesis results. Way better. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, and compared to soy, um, so... Again, if soy is up there as a top ingredient, something maybe you want to find an alternative unless you're vegan or unless you just really like the taste of those said protein bars. I, don't, I can't even think of many soy-based protein bars. It's probably somewhere there, but I don't ever pay attention to vegan bars, if I'm honest. Um, I have heard the, I think it's my protein do a vegan protein bar. It might even be the new Carb Crusher, unless I've made that up, but apparently they're, they're not too bad. They call it Carb Crusher? Yeah, I know. Tell me about it. It's bad, isn't it? How do you get away with it? Not as yeah, bad as how does Aldi get away with their fucking brands in Aldi. Yeah. Have we talked about this on the podcast? I feel like we have. Maybe we haven't. Maybe. Just the, the, literally, the, the packaging in, on things in Aldi are almost identical. Like, you, this is the sort of thing you imagine Asians to have done. This isn't being racist. But when you go to Asia, not that I've been, but obviously I've seen it on TV because actually it's probably one of the only... Con- oh, I've been to Asia, actually, as content, but I haven't been to, like, anywhere f- further east than India. Um... But you see, like, they've literally replicated Starbucks and you wouldn't know any difference in not being in one, like a shop. That's how yeah. good they are at fakes. You know, you walk into a Nokia store and, like, it's, again, you wouldn't even know it's not a Nokia store. Um, so, but yeah, Aldi's the same. Like, you go there, dairy milk chocolate. It's called, like, dairy free or something. <laughs> I don't know. And it's, like, purple and the same swirl. It's, yeah, it's, 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 like, they had Kinder Bars in the other day I saw, and I can't remember what they were called, but, like, it was it was orange and white and it had the same logos and pretty much. And I was like, Jesus Christ, how do you get away with this? Terrible. But, anyway, that's cheap, so. Um, where were we before I went off on another tangent? Soy. Soy. Okay, so soy. Ignore that, basically. You don't want, unless you're vegan, um, you probably want to avoid that. So you want to be looking for bars that have a higher protein, a higher quality protein, like anything from dairy. So you might see on there milk protein, or you might see whey, whey isolate. Um, so anything with milk or whey, even casein, but I don't think there's many casein-based bars. Again, casein's just another protein from milk. They're what you want to be looking for. So, and you want them obviously as the first ingredient on there, basically. So that's kind of like my quick, short, go-to guide for picking High quality protein bars. Top three, go. God, fucking hell, you went off a tangent quick. Uh, Sinfit, number one, always. Tasty. Yeah, they're big boy, bad boy bars, as in they're like 350 calories, which is quite high on the, like the, the bar front, but they're soft baked and they're delicious. They're the best. Mm-hmm. Um, number two, 
pure. It does change every now and then. I kind of flitter, but anything like a Connecticut Deluxe, um, they're brilliant. So in, they only do two flavors, brownie and cookies and cream. They're both pretty much the same, but the brownie one probably just because slightly more chocolatey. Um, but you could interchange that with many bars like a Warrior Crunch because they're quite similar. PhD Smart, they're quite similar. Um, CMP, actually the CMP chocolate ones, they're prob there's a certain taste to those like caramel chocolate or something, which I think that actually probably slightly better than the Connecticut. So actually they're going to go my number two. Um, and then if you want the all out dirtiest bar, Yippee, wider Yippee bars. It's like, it's just chocolate bar. Like, there is nothing protein about that. I mean, it's got 20 grams of protein, I think, but it's like 300 plus calories, 20 grams of protein, which is low for a bar that high in calories. Like, these are the synthetic bars, 30 grams of protein. Um, so the actual ratios of calories to protein is the same as any other bar, it's just a bigger bar. Um, but the Yippee bars are just like dirty chocolate bars. That's why it's in there, because it tastes great. Yeah, um, so yeah, um, yeah. So here's my rules on protein bars: never pay more than a quid unless you just really want to try something new, and then as a one-off, it's acceptable. But there's so many like places you can get cheaper bars. So short-dated bars from places like Approved Food, Discount Sup, Supplement Deals with a Z. There's some three decent websites to go to, or you can yeah, try don't the... get lured into deals like me and Brett did once. Uh, well, yeah, there was, yeah, but that was that fake written all over it. There was basically you, you do the you you premise it. Go on. It was Mars, wasn't it? Mars protein bars, wasn't it? Well, they had loads of different offers, but yeah, it was like a stupid deal on Mars. Yeah, on... Stupid deal on the Mars protein bar when that first came out, and we. Who had the deal? I can't remember. Where was it? Supplement Warehouse or something like that. It doesn't matter. Basically, the idea is it's a, an unknown, brand new company to Facebook, yeah. um, which had basically two good to believe deals, too good to be true. Yeah. And we all we said we, we said it's fake, didn't we? Before we've ordered, we said this is definitely going to be fake. There's two good to be true deals. It's like yeah. buy one get one free and half price or something. It's just like oh, this is stupid. And we went for it. And we went for it. We got nothing. He never fulfilled the order. It just went, disappeared. Came. Good news for me is I was smart and paid via a method that was covered. Good bad news for me is I didn't. That's silly. You never buy anything online unless it's credit. So it's protected. You don't buy pay with a debit card. I've never been one for protection. No, I've heard that. Um so yeah. Uh, never pay more than a pound a deal. Um, ideally, less than 250 calories for a minimum of 20 grams of protein. Um, but obviously, I have I have kind of uh, go-to bars depending upon my dietary status, i.e. My, my energy situation. So if I'm dieting, I tend to find bars that are around 200 mark for 20 grams of protein. If I'm not, then after you can afford to be a bit more frivolous. Well, you sin fitting it right up. Yeah, well, the thing with, sin, with, a sin, with a Sinfit is obviously it's 350 for 30 grams. So, obviously, if you take a third of that off, obviously, what does that put it down to? About, I can't even work that out, but like 250, 260. I feel like, I feel like they would be really good. Do what? Dinged in the microwave for a small amount of time. What, Sinfit? Topped on half a tub of halo top half a, half a tub. I don't think you need it in a microwave because it's already so soft baked obviously some bars need a little <laughs> thing the heat to kit you know you know like a bit of apple crumble and ice cream yeah maybe I'm not I'm not one for putting protein bars in my ice cream though I don't like the mm -hmm. 
I, I mean, I have stuck protein bars within a bagel, so they melt between a bagel. That's pretty good. That's um, good. Ed made a toasty once on on my recommendation of a bagel, which looked pretty decent. I didn't have one. Um, in pancakes, melted, brilliant. Yeah, so I've done that. Ding them in a microwave and melt them within pancakes. Did that for pancake day once. Um, none of this fucking protein pancake shit. Like I used to be an advocate of protein pancakes, but then I then I basically fucking grew a pair of balls and thought actually, protein pancakes suck, and I'd rather have nothing. Fair enough. Yeah, that is true though. I think like people yeah. go on about protein pancakes, but I haven't really found a decent protein pancake recipe. Well, nothing's or... going to emulate like American style. No, and... no, but not even, not even get close. No. No, like they like you. You got to think like you're enjoying them, and okay, if you're really deep in a diet, then maybe they're enjoyable, like to a certain extent. But I think, like certainly, I've dieted. Well, I haven't had anything like this that in a diet recently where I thought it's been worth it. So my dieting either couldn't be that uh, strenuous, or I couldn't be that far into a diet, or I've just realised that actually just tastes like shit. But because mm. I do know that obviously some things taste great when you're restricted. Or you've kind of um, yeah restricted yourself from them for a while, it, like i.e. you're in a you're in a diet you haven't had anything kind of even remotely palatable for ages. You've been sticking to your kind of your low variety, you know your low palatability. The things that we would recommend people to do while they're on a diet for a while, um, and then you have something semi palatable and like oh my god this tastes fucking amazing, like sugar free syrups or Walden Farms or that type of shit. But you have them on not dieting, and you're like, these stuff are disgusting. Whereas I think I still, for protein pancakes, I haven't really found a decent like brand or recipe yet that's been worth having. No, agreed. No. Um, so what other rules have we got? Pound for, pound for protein bars, um, obviously calorie stuff. That's it, really. If anyone <laughs> wants to know what are the best bars, we're giving you a top three, but they were off the top of my head, so they may not have been genuine. Sorry. You know, I was trying my best. But if you go to Instagram or Twitter and you go to the hashtag NNN bars, no, bar, singular, I think, NNN bar review, or it might be reviews. Let me double check that because I don't want to get this wrong. I'll just quickly search it myself. Um, hashtag, I'm saying it out loud to waste time, NNN bar, yeah, bar reviews. So singular bar, plural reviews. N-N-N-B-A-R-R-E-V-I-E-W-S. There are 264 protein bar reviews there. That is a solid amount, bro. I've got also probably at least 15 or 20 saved in my camera roll to re-upload that I've just not had time to do. So there'll be even more. That's good. Um, Oh, and obviously you've got one minute before you have to run off and pick up the new girlfriend. Ooh. Ooh. Can't believe I said that live on air. I wonder how Fran's got on. By the way, shout out to Fran. Fran oh, was... Oh, yeah, Fran was lifting stuff. She was lifting in a powerlifting competition today. So, um, powerlifting. I wonder how she got on. She hasn't checked in yet to let us know how she's got on. Yeah, I assume she's celebrating. Yeah, I hope so. I'm sure she is. I'm sure she's cool. celebrating. I'm sure she's absolutely smashed it, mate. She was looking strong. She was a tank. Yeah, she was looking very strong. So, um, cool. Right, we'll sign off there and leave this a reasonably short episode. So, I hope that was in some way interesting. Um, hopefully, it answers some of the questions that we've had. We had obviously actually the same question, didn't we? Uh, yeah. A few weeks ago, you remember? I think James. I think James put it in the group. James. Um, and I said I would write a post on it and uh, never got round to it. So, by way of an apology, we've done a whole forty-five, nearly minute by the time we finished episode on it. For you, James. For you. This is all for you. 
so yeah, um, please, if you did like it, please do the usual, subscribe, rate, review, all of the things. We'd love more reviews, please, because um, we don't get anywhere near enough. We feel our content is useful and semi-entertaining. So if you find that's the case, you know, we're not asking for money on Patreon like half the, the wankers out there. All right, you're not a wank if you really ask for money because you're probably giving out some good value. But, you know, it's just being... I've been fractious. It's been fractious to get some slightly like, better at business than we are. Yeah, slightly better at business. So <laughs> we don't want that. We just like people to share and just you know share it within your network and write some reviews and just help us get to more people. That's what we want. If you want coaching, get in touch. Uh, if you just want free shit, join the Facebook group. Plenty of content and value going out there. You can even use the group for accountability if you want. You know, a lot, a lot of people do just kind of post their progress and just if they know if they're posting it somewhere public and getting some affirmation from other people, that can be quite motivating. So use it for that if you want. Um, no Nonsense Nutrition on Facebook. And No Nonsense Nutrition or no, is it? Yeah, No Nonsense Nutrition on Instagram. I don't really shout out those handles very much, do we? So go follow that. I've been smashing out content every day on that. So, um, Please go have a look at that and see if that's any use. Um, and I think that's all I wanted to say. So on that note. Good night. What night is it? Sunday. Sunday. Oh, it is a Sunday, yeah. Um, all right, I've got another week off. Have you? Oh, you lucky bastard. Well, actually, I've got, I don't work Fridays, but obviously it's Bank Holiday Friday anyway. So I've got four mm-hmm. days. Then I've got Monday off. And then I've got three days left before I'm off to the sunny island of Rhodes. Very nice. For a week. Then we get back. I'm back for another uh, five, four days at work, and then I'm off to the dam with one big Dan Max Smith. Oof. Yeah, I know we're gonna be having some edibles, lots of edibles. Well, for the follow-up podcast. Maybe we'll get him back on for it. Maybe, yeah, we'll do it. We'll get him back on. We'll get him on the day we get back and see how dead he is. Yeah, cool. Because obviously it's a stag do, so he's gonna be fucked up. Mm. Um, and then. Tough man, I think it's the week after or something. So I'm just giving you my timeline. Don't know why. <laughs> right, on that note, say au revoir, bonjour, and adios. Bonjour. Bonjour. Thanks for listening to the No Nonsense Nutrition Podcast. We'll speak to you all next week. <laughs>